0: Hello, and welcome to New Books in Secularism. I'm your host, Annie Sipukaya. New Books in Secularism is one of the many channels in the New Books Network, a volunteer-driven project where we interview authors about their new books in different fields. This gives listeners the opportunity to learn about new books and new ideas from the authors themselves, and will hopefully make everyone dash to the bookstore. Today I'm going to talk to Greta Christina on her new book, Coming Out Atheist, How to Do It, How to Help Each Other, and Why, published by Pitchstone Publishing in 2014. Greta Christina is an atheist activist, writer, and blogger at freethoughtblogs.com slash Greta. She has been writing professionally since 1989, particularly on topics of atheism, sexuality, LGBT issues, and politics. She was previously interviewed on the show about her book, Why Are You atheists So Angry? 99 Things That Piss Off the Godless. So today we are here talking to Greta Christina about her new book, Coming Out Atheist, How to Do It, How to Help Each Other, and Why. Greta, thanks for being on today. Oh,
1: you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So you're pretty well known in the atheist community um, already for your blog. um, And for your last book, Why Are You atheists So Angry?, 99 Things That Piss Off the Godless.
1: How did you get inspired to write this new book, um, and why now? Uh, Well, I've actually been wanting to write this book for some time. Um, You know, as long as I've been in the organized atheist movement, which has been since about 2005, people keep talking about how important coming out is. You know, it's so important for us to come out. It's how we make our own lives better, and it's how we make... Uh, our movement stronger, it's how we help each other out, um, and it's how we're gonna make the world a better place. People have been saying this for as long as I've been out, and I've been one of the same people I've been right there along with that chorus. I've been saying too, we need to come out, we need to come out. but we haven't been talking as much about how to come out. and I don't think that you know the, the reality is that for a lot of people uh, coming out, can be difficult. It can be, in a few cases, dangerous. Uh, it can mean alienating your friends. It can mean alienating your family. It can mean possibly risking your job, you know, custody of your kids and so on. So we need to talk more about how to come out. What are some ways to do it that that mitigate these these risks, that make it, you know, more smooth, that make it less likely to be traumatic, that make it less likely to be upsetting? And, you know, the reality is that most people when they come out of the closet, their lives are better. Most atheists, when they come out of the closet, their lives are better. This is what I found with my own research of reading over 400 coming out stories from atheists. And it's also what, you know, some research shows backing this up. I mean, the research is limited. We need There needs to be more done. Um, But it's pretty, you know, I'm pretty convinced that for most people, coming out makes their lives better. But that doesn't mean that... Again, I read over 400 coming out stories for this book, and pretty much everybody, except literally everybody except for one person said that they were glad they had come out. But a lot of people said they regretted how they had come out. They said they regretted the way that they chose the timing. They said they regretted the tone of voice that they did it in. Uh, they were, you know, it's like there are lots of people who were outed by other people because they themselves hadn't come out earlier. Uh, there's people who accidentally outed themselves on Facebook or whatever when they didn't mean to. So, well, I think it's useful for us to keep talking with each other about why, you know, but, you know, why it's so important to come out. I think we need to talk about how. And, you know, lots of people I knew, again, for almost as long as I've been in the movement, have said we need a coming out guide. And I've been one of these people saying, we need a coming out guide, we need a coming out guide, and nobody was writing one. And so I finally decided, you know what, I'm just going to write it. The community needs this, and I'm a good writer, I'm a good person to write this, I'm going to write this book.
0: You mentioned um, a lot of interesting parallels between um, coming out gay and coming out atheist. Obviously, these are not the same things, but, you know, you you notice a lot of similarities. Could you talk about some of those
1: those parallels? Sure, absolutely. I think that there are a lot of parallels between coming out. Atheist and coming out lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Um, There's also some differences, and I think that both of those are instructive. The parallels are pretty clear. Um, You know, being LGBT and being atheist... They're similar in that we're, quote-unquote, invisible minorities. We're people who you don't, you know, feel like if you meet a black person, you know that they're black. If you meet a woman, you know that they're a woman probably, unless, you know, they're, they're trans and aren't out about it. Um, you know, if you meet somebody who's Asian American, you know it. You don't know when you meet somebody who's gay, somebody who's lesbian, bisexual, trans, or somebody who's atheist you don't know unless they tell you or unless they come out in some way. And so it is a you know marginalized identity that we need to acknowledge, that we need to make conscious choices about telling people about. Um, there's a lot of parallels in that a lot of the resistance to both, LGBT people and atheist people obviously come from religion, Uh, and a lot of the objections to us are religious objections, and there's a whole special set of wonderfulness, you know, sarcastically, obviously. There's a whole special set of challenges that come when the objections to your very existence and certainly to your claiming any kind of... A political power or try to fight against your social marginalization come from religion because, you know, religion is unfalsifiable. You know, when somebody says, you know, I'm going to give you these supposedly rational reasons for why you should stay marginalized, for why you should stay in the closet and so on, you know, you can argue against them and you can point out here's all the reasons why your reasons are bad, you know, why your logic is flawed, why your evidence is faulty and so on. If the reason people are giving is God doesn't like you, you know, how are you supposed to argue against that? And so, um, so there's parallels there, too, that the objections to us largely come from religion. So um, and certainly one of the things that, you know, there's been a ton of research on LGBT people showing that, again, that coming out of the closet makes us happier, that even if we do face marginalization, even if we do face hostility, even if we do alienate the people that we're close to, people are still happier. And one of the, the the themes that comes up in some of the research about this is that when you stay closeted, you internalize other people's hostility towards you. You internalize it in the form of fear, in the form of fear of what's going to happen when I come out or if I come out or if somebody finds out by accident that you know, what's going to happen to me when I have to face their hostility. Once you're out, their hostility is out in the world where it belongs. I mean, it doesn't belong anywhere, obviously. There shouldn't be hostility against either LGBT people or atheists. But the reality is there, there is. And when we stay closeted, we internalize that hostility. And when we come out of the closet, we put it out there in the world. We say it's your responsibility, not ours. Um, And and, and I think, you know, one of the other important parallels uh, before we move on is coming out is how we change people's minds about us. How coming out is, you know, the only way that we're, you know, that we're ever going to make people be less homophobic, biphobic, transphobic. And the only way we're going to make people less atheophobic, is that a word, (laughs) Um, is to come out, you know, because there's this this very, again, there's tons of research and this is on every marginalized group that people are less hostile to a marginalized group when they know somebody from that group. People are less racist when they know black people. They're less homophobic when they know gay people. And there's starting to be research about this with atheists, that people are less fearful and hostile towards atheists when they know us. So this has been certainly, when you look at the history of the LGBT movement, probably the single most powerful thing that that movement did to, you know, to be able to change people's minds about us was to simply come out of the closet. And of course, coming out is also how we can organize. It's how we can find each other. It's how we can get support from each other. You know, it's how we can become a political movement. In the first place, it's hard to be a political movement if you're not willing to to be open about it. Uh, so those are a lot of parallels. Um, you know that it's, it's how we make our lives better, it's how we change people's minds about us, it's how we can, can organize in the, as a community and as a movement.
0: One of the ways in which uh, these uh, processes uh, differ, and you mentioned this in your book, which I found was really striking, is that if you come out gay, you're not telling people that being straight is wrong. But if you come out atheist, you are, even if you don't want to make it seem that way, telling people that religion is wrong, that the way that they believe is wrong.
1: Exactly. And I do think that that's one of the most important differences between coming out LGBT and coming out atheist. And it is something that we need to acknowledge. And I think it's something we tend to not like to acknowledge. You know, we say that, Mm -hmm. you know, we put up our billboard saying, you know, don't believe in God, you're not alone. And people got really upset about it. Well, yeah, we were telling them that they're wrong. There's literally no way to say I don't believe in God without implying if you do believe in God, you're mistaken. Now, obviously, I think people's reaction to that is way out of proportion. You know, in a free society, we tell people that we think they're wrong all the time. You know, we tell people we think they're wrong about their politics, about their science, about their medicine, about their opinions about art, public policy, whatever. You know, and it should be okay to do that. But the reality is that when we come out as atheists, We are implying, no matter how nice we're being about it, no matter how non-confrontational we're being about it, we're always being at least a little bit confrontational, always being at least a little bit argumentative, unless, of course, the person we're coming out to says, hey, I don't believe in God either, that's so awesome, I thought I was the only one, Um, which does that happens a lot. That story appears multiple times throughout this book. People saying, I told my friend, I told my brother, I told my mother that I was an atheist and they were so relieved because you know they said me too <laughs> you know it's like I I'm so glad we can finally talk about this and that does happen a lot but when that doesn't happen the reality is that it is going to rub people the wrong way and there's the, there's kind of no way around that. There's ways to soften it. There's ways to mitigate it. Um, one of the pieces of advice that I do give in the book is to not get sucked into arguments about religion, to not get sucked into arguments about whether God exists in the coming out conversations. And I think those arguments can be great, but I do think it's helpful to wait until after you have come out, after the people in your life have gotten used to the idea then if you want to get into the arguments about why their religion is bullshit, that's, you know, that's the time for it. But don't do it while you're coming out.
0: Mm. Um, of course, there there's a whole bunch of different kinds of people that you would need to come out to. Uh, and you mentioned this in your book, different chapters. What, how is it different coming out to, let's say, family as opposed to friends?
1: Well, there's it's the, just the, quick update for people who aren't familiar with the book yet. Uh, The way the book is structured is there's a little bit of a section on here's some basics, here's some advice to coming out as an atheist that applies to most people. You know, but, you know, the, to, to most people in most situations. But the reality is that coming out is very different for everybody. It's different in different situations depending on who you're coming out to. It's depe- different depending on what your situation is. Are you living in a more conservative part of the world? Are you living in a more progressive part of the world? Are you a parent of children? Are you a student? Uh, are, you work, are you in the U.S. military and so on? Are you already a member of another marginalized group, are you a woman, an LGBT person, a person of color, and so on. Um, And so I've actually broken the book down into chapters on many of these specific circumstances. And it's true that there are differences depending on, on, on how you come out, depending on who you're coming out to. And I think the most marked, actually, is the difference between coming out to family members or friends or people you're really close to and coming out at the workplace. Because when you're coming out to family and friends, the conversation is very much going to be much more emotional in most cases. You know, Unless it's not. I mean, sometimes it's not a big deal. But if it is a big deal, it's going to be about, you know, do you still love me? How can I reassure you that I'm not leaving? You know, that my leaving religion doesn't mean I'm rejecting you. You know, how can we, you know, continue to be close to each other, even though we have this big difference and so on. You know, in the workplace, the issues are much more about just how are we going to get along? you know am I going to be treated fairly and with respect in the workplace or am I going to be facing discrimination if I do face discrimination or, or hostility? you know how am I going to deal with that? you know how far do I want to push back in terms of making complaints or even filing you know lawsuits and so on? you know how can I get my workmates to just treat me with a baseline of respect um and there are also differences between coming out to – you asked, I think, about differences between coming out to family and coming out to friends. Um, I think one of the big differences is that you're kind of stuck with your family. And I I know that sounds a little bit negative, um, and I don't necessarily mean it that way, although sometimes that's true. but. You really only get one family you know it's i mean that's that's an obviously to some extent that's not true you know we people have chosen family as well as blood relatives, but when we're talking about blood relatives, you know if you alienate them or they choose to be alienated by you, which is more accurate um, that's you know you that's that's it um and it's it's a hard you know it's a hard thing to lose your family you know it's um so you know, and, and I recognize that a lot of people's families are dysfunctional and messed up and they're moving away from them anyway, uh, rather you know, regardless of disagreements about religion. But if that's not the case, if you have a you know, at least semi decent relationship with your family, you really probably don't want to mess it up. And so with family you know, and with friends, you know, it's there's more a little bit more fluidity. People do tend to yeah. let go of friendships and make new friends over the course of their lives. And so while it's sad to lose friends over differences about religion, you know, it's less of a tragedy. And so with family, I tend to counsel, uh, you know, being a little bit more careful about the time and place that you have the conversation, you know, not just blurting it out. Uh, you know, being a little bit more patient with them if they're having a hard time with it, if they're being hostile or stupid or bigoted. You know, I counsel being a little bit more patient, being the bigger person for longer. At the same time, though, with family, I do counsel honesty, and I counsel honesty earlier, as early as as you can manage it, as early as you you can do it, and still be reasonably safe. Um, You know, because, again, this is like, you know, your mom is... Most people only have one mom. Some people have two or three, depending on family arrangements. But, um, you know, but it's kind of a, even if you do have two or three moms, each mom is unique. You know, your mom is a unique relationship, and you probably want to preserve it. And, but it's also important, because it's a unique relationship and because it's an important relationship, it's it's one that, in which you probably do want to be honest, if you can. It's one in which you do probably, you don't want to, have to keep secrets. You don't want to constantly be having to bite your tongue about things that are important to you. And so, you know, with family, again, I do counsel being more careful about choosing the time and place and so on, being more patient with if they're having a hard time with it. But I do also counsel if you can come out to your family, do come out to your family, because it is such an important relationship.
0: You say it's also very important to be clear when you come out to your family, well I guess to anyone but specifically your family um, there's a lot of different words that can be used um when you're coming out uh, that are related to atheism, and uh you talk about some of the confusion that sometimes happens it's definitely
1: some of the most funny but also maddening stories uh that uh that I have in this book uh, and i and just just so readers know um I do you know i like i say i researched i read over 400 coming out stories for this book and i quote a lot of them i because a lot of times people tell their own stories much better than i could possibly tell them and you know their own voices are very funny very heartbreaking very passionate and very beautiful in many, many cases uh so some of the both most maddening and funniest stories in the book are when people thought they had come out they thought they had told their family you know, they said something like, "I don't believe in God," and their mom. You know, this is a good example where this per- this woman had told her mom, "I don't believe in God," and her mom said, "Well, okay, as long as you know you're, you know, it's, that's that's all right with me. It's not the best thing in the world, but I understand." And she thought, "Wow, I thought this was going to be this horrible conversation because my mom is a pretty intense religious believer. I thought this was going to be a really hard conversation." And then months later. She mentioned it again. I think it was in the context of her wedding. She was uh, talking about the wedding and she said, oh, yeah, of course, it's going to be an atheist wedding. And there's this silence on the other end of the phone line. And her mom says, what do you mean? She says, well, you know, it's going to be an atheist wedding. There's not going to be a preacher. There's not going to be any prayers and so on. And her mom says, well, what do you mean? Are you an atheist? And she says, yeah, I told you this months ago. I told you I don't believe in God. And her mom says, well, I knew you didn't believe in God, but I didn't know you were an atheist. That's great. <laughs> um, and then this kind of story comes up a lot, especially when people use language like, oh, I'm not religious, or, you know, I, or, I'm or i having questions, I'm having doubts. There's one person who I think called themselves a naturalistic pantheist, and their family, I think, didn't really understand what that meant. And so... Uh, I do think it's important for coming out. I don't advocate using any one particular word over any other. You know, I personally use the word atheist because I find it clear, and it's true. It's the most accurate word to describe my opinion and my position on religion. You know, if the word you use that's most accurate for you is humanist, if the word that's most accurate for you is agnostic, uh, naturalist, or something like that, um, that's fine. Use the word that describes you, but you may, if it's a word that people are less familiar with than they are with the word atheist, you may have to explain what this means. And you may have to explain it very clearly. Because you don't want a situation where you thought, you know, they knew that you were an atheist, and it turns out they didn't. And then when it becomes actually important, when you're talking about, like, your wedding or so on, they blow a gasket because they, you thought they knew and they didn't.
0: In that same vein, what do you do when people don't believe you? Uh, That's something that's happened to me a lot, where people say, "Uh, you're not really an atheist, or they'll say, you know, you're searching, or you can't be an atheist because you're not, you know, X, Y, and Z.
1: Um, Yeah, and that's that's another situation that comes up a lot in this book. Uh, There's a lot of people who, it's very common. Some form of denial is fairly common. And this is another parallel we see with the LGBT community, uh, you know, LGBT people face the same thing. People saying, you're not really, you're just questioning, you're searching, you're, you know, trying to, you're exploring or experimenting, whatever. Um, and and this happens to a lot of atheists. So it pretty much, you know, what you can, there's two things you can do. One thing you can do is to keep having the conversation, you know, just keep bringing it up. Um, and especially, you know, once you've come out and if you've been clear just keep bringing it up in conversation. You know, every and if religion comes up, say, well, because I'm an atheist, I think this. You know, because I'm an atheist, no, I'm probably not going to be going to Easter services with you because I'm an atheist. You know, no, I have I have a problem with the prayer in the school thing that we're discussing in the news, whatever. You know, keep bringing it up, but at the same time, don't blame yourself. If that's that's, I think one of the biggest messages. If if your family is going into denial about your atheist, about your atheism, and no matter how clear you've been, you know you said the word atheist and you, you know, wore an atheist T-shirt to dinner and they're still ignoring it, um, definitely keep bringing it up because it does sometimes take time for it to sink in. It takes time for people to get over their denial, but don't bl- don't blame yourself for their denial. You know they need to go through their process and it may just. And the other thing I would say is. It's just have patience. Sometimes it does take time, and people who have been in denial at one time eventually accept it and eventually get over it. Mm.
0: You mentioned several times that when you're coming out as an atheist, you should give the people you're coming out to some credit.
1: Uh, definitely. And this is, again, one of the themes that came up a lot through the book. You know, many, many times in this, the, in many stories uh, that I read about coming out as an atheist, a lot of people said, I thought this was going to be much worse than it really was. You know, I thought this was going to be a really hard conversation and it was actually fine. Or I thought this was going to be a really hard conversation and it was a really hard conversation, but then they got over it and they got over it a lot faster than I thought they would. Now, I will emphasize that's not always what happens. There are some horror stories. There are stories of people who come out to their families and their families never speak to them again. Uh, There are stories of people who come out to their friends and their friends you know, are horrible and bigoted and they decide they can't be with their friends anymore. You know, this kind of thing does happen. I'm not going to deny that it happens. But most of the time when people come out as atheists to anybody with their friends, their family, uh, their their spouses or partners, the people they work with, most of the time it turns out okay eventually, Uh, even if it's a, a hard conversation at first, you know, this is, a, this is a theme that I see a lot, and I see it a lot, especially with family, is that, you know, yes, the coming out conversation can be a hard one with family, especially if they are very religious, but presumably your family loves you, and presumably your family cares about you, and your family wants you in their life. And again, that's not always true. There's some really horrible families that that's not true for, but if that's true, they're motivated to making this work, to making this relationship work. And So even though it may be really painful for them at first, most of the time they get over it. And so if they're if they are generally speaking, these are good people and these are generally speaking people who you think aren't don't want to be bigoted and don't want to be hostile to you, you know, give them some credit. And, you know, give them some credit for being the good people that you know they are. And, for, and don't assume that it's going to be horrible. Don't go into the conversation with a huge black storm cloud over your head, assuming that it's going to be awful. Because often it isn't. Often it goes much better than you think it will. And even if it does go badly, usually it gets better with time.
0: What is the role that atheist communities can play in coming out as a support And how do people find these
1: communities? Oh, that's a huge, that's a huge topic. And I think it's a very important topic. One of the reasons why I, the way that I wrote the book, the title is how to, you know, coming out atheist, how to do it, how to help each other and why. And the how to help each other part is, I think, very important. And I think a lot of atheists who are thinking, oh, I'm totally out. Why would I care about this book? A lot of what the book is about is about how to support other atheists in coming out and, Probably the number one thing you can do to help other atheists come out is to simply come out yourself. You know, visibility is a big part of what makes other atheists feel comfortable and safe doing it. You know, they see this role model. They see that you're out and you're happy about it and you feel good about it. Um, And also coming out is how we can build community. You know, coming out is how we can find each other. And it's hugely important because it is true for a lot of people. It's not universally true, but for a lot of people, religion is where they get community. And that's especially true in parts of the world where religion really dominates the social life, the political life, the economic life. Um, You know, when you leave religion, often, you know, you, you can become kind of isolated. But if you can find an atheist community... That transition is much easier. You know, you don't have that sense of complete isolation. You don't have that sense that nobody's ever going to talk to me again because I don't believe in God. Um, And, you know, I will be able to, you know, to have friends, to have people I work with, to have, uh, you know, just a community of, you know, even people who I'm not necessarily really close to, but, you know, who will support me and who I have ideas in common with. Uh, so it's really important and definitely one of the the most important thing we can do to support each other in coming out is to simply come out ourselves. But I would say the second most important thing we can do is to participate in a theist community and to build that. And that can be in-person communities or it can be communities online. Those are They're both really important and for different reasons.
0: You actually mentioned that in uh, big cities, progressive cities, um it's sometimes harder to find um, organized atheist communities than in smaller, more conservative
1: areas? That's often true. Or rather, it's, it's not so much that it's harder to find the communities, is that the communities tend to not be as strong. And this is something that when I first started, uh, I do a lot of public speaking, I travel around the country uh, uh, doing giving talks about atheism and related topics to atheist groups. and when I first started doing this, I was really surprised, why is it that the groups who are inviting me to speak are in Omaha and Indianapolis? You know, why aren't they in, you know, New York and Seattle? And, but then once I started thinking about it, it occurred to me, the places where in the country and in the world where religion is really strong, those tend to be the places where people really need atheist community. You know, in San Francisco, which is where I live, there's just not as much a need. You know, religion isn't as powerful a force. Uh, it's not a very dominant force in the social life, in the political life. You know, it's, it's you know, not like all the socializing is done around the church. Uh, you know, very little socializing in San Francisco is done around churches. Although, it's obviously, something. of <laughs> um, And people don't, just don't care that much about religion. If you're out as an atheist, it's, it's not that big a deal. Um, and so there, there is atheist community in San Francisco. But it's not quite as strong as it is in places like, you know, like Omaha, like the Carolinas, you know, like Dallas. Uh, Those are places where religion really is a major part of of the social structure. When people leave religion, they do feel more at sea. And so those are the places where people really tend to form very strong atheist communities. And this is something that that I found that that has really changed in the years that I've been in the movement, has been that there is now an atheist community in pretty much every major city in the United States. And, And in a lot of smaller cities as well, a lot of smaller cities. As an atheist and you're thinking, you know, I don't have an atheist community, that's probably not true. The chances are very good that there's an atheist community uh, not too far from you. Um, and even if you are in a rural area and you're hundreds of miles away from the nearest big city and there really isn't an atheist community in person where you are, there's atheist community online. And that makes a huge difference for a lot of people. It's another sto- kind of story that a lot of people told throughout this book was that uh, when they were coming out or be- even before part of what of what helped them, helped them feel less alone. Uh, they got a lot of really practical advice on being an atheist and on coming out as an atheist, you know, and just managing your life as a non-believer, because there are some differences when you're a non-believer than when you're a believer. Um, atheist community online, there's so much of it, and there's so much of a variety of it, you know, and I think that there's this thing that happens sometimes is people like find one or two online atheist communities, you know, meetup group, you know, it's, you know, chat rooms or blog commenting communities or whatever. And they don't like it and they give up. And and what I would counsel people is to not give up. There's a huge, there's not just a lot of atheist community online. There's a lot of variety of atheist community online. So if you try, say, Reddit atheism and you don't like it, you know, keep searching. Right.
0: Yeah. It seems like a lot of people um, usually find the more, I would say outspoken or aggressive types of communities, where people you know make fun of religion a lot and kind of are um, kind of express you know their anger um, in in several ways. And those are the ones maybe that show up first in the search results. Um, and maybe that's why people get you know kind of discouraged. People who are not in that place.
1: Yeah, I think that that's often the case. And this is again something I saw a lot in the book: is people say that you know, I wanted to be part of online atheism or and this also happens with in in the flesh uh, atheist communities. Is I really wanted to be part of it, but a lot of what people were talking about was how much they hate religion and how stupid religion is and how toxic religion is, and I didn't really want to be part of that because, you know, in some cases because they only recently left religion or because they have family and friends who are still religious and they don't want to spend the whole time in their community talking about how horrible these people are that they're so close to. Um, uh, and and that's a tricky thing because I think that it is important for people who do want to vent about religion to be able to do that. A lot of people, uh, and especially a lot of atheists, are very conscious of the harm that religion does, and they often have been very deeply harmed themselves by religion, and they want a place where they can talk about it, because that kind of conversation is very much frowned upon in society in general. But but that can be difficult for people who don't want to spend their entire time in the atheist community talking about 20 more reasons why religion is stupid and horrible. Uh, but there are spaces, you know, atheist spaces, that are that are less toxic. Um, I'm actually, oddly enough, going to put up point out my own blog as an example of that, which is funny because I'm the author of Why Are You Atheist So Angry, 99 Things That Piss Off The Godless, and I do talk a lot about why religion is toxic. But my rule in my blog is that I expect conversations to be basically respectful, that I expect conversations to be basically civil. And so while people in my blog do express a lot of anger and hostility towards religion, if there's conversations... With believers uh, in the blog, I expect them to be basically civil. And there's some other blogs that are like that, where the tone is, you know, we you know we still discuss and debate religion and are you know opposed to it, but the but it's not like just like being spewed with anti-religion venom every time you step in. Um, so so right. yeah, so so there are options, and there's and there's other spaces online that are that are even more you know, sort of gentle. I'm not personally super familiar with them because that's not what I'm looking for in my online communities, uh, but they do exist. So, you know, keep keep looking. Right. right.
0: In terms of the atheist community itself, uh, you talk a little bit in your book about sort of the uh, the dark side of the atheist community, the isms, the sexism and the racism. Um, what do you think the status is on that? I think we talked about this last time, but the... Where do you think the atheist community is in terms of including women, including people of color at this point?
1: Well, I know this is going to sound odd because so many conversations about this have been so fraught and have been so toxic and have been so hostile. I actually think that we're coming a long way. I think that we're making a lot of progress. And some of that I will acknowledge. I tend to be just sort of reflexively optimistic. Um, You know, I tend to be the Pollyanna cheerleader going, it's getting better, it's getting better, just kind of all the time. That's just how my brain is wired. But I do think it's true. And what I will say is that um, the main evidence I would point to this being true is I've been going to atheist events, atheist conferences, talks at atheist groups and so on for several years now. Since about 2000, uh, the, I've been doing the, the traveling and the conference tour and, and so on for about four years now. And I've already seen just in the last four years a huge increase in diversity in at conferences and in local communities and in student groups and so on. Um, I'm, and I'm seeing an increase in diversity online, in online communities. Um, it's, you know, these conversations that we're having about sexism within the atheist community, about racism within the atheist community, about classism within the atheist community, and other sort of ways that we're not always the most welcoming community in the world to a diverse range of people, the conversations can be very painful, and they can be very toxic, but, but the, the, there's also been a lot of movement in the conversations, and I am seeing people sort of waking up about these issues and going, oh, there are these things that we've been doing in our community That make women not feel so welcome, that make African-Americans not feel so welcome, that make, you know, blue collar and working class people not feel so welcome, that make Hispanics not feel so welcome, that make transgender people not feel so welcome. Um, What can we do about that? And, you know, I've seen people really doing some important work to try to improve their communities and make them more welcoming to a wider variety of people, and I'm seeing it pay off. Um, I think we have a long way to go when it comes to this. You know, it's, it's we have a lot of work to do, um, but we we have been doing this work, and I think it is paying off.
0: So to conclude, could you tell us a little bit about your own coming out story? <laughs> and. And I I had sort of, I was kind of curious, what was harder for you, coming out as a bisexual woman or coming out atheist?
1: Okay, so my own coming out story is a little different from a lot of people's because my family are Uh, non-believers. When I grew up, my parents were, they called themselves agnostic, and then later on, my dad decided to call himself an atheist. My brother's an atheist. You know, as far as I know, all of my aunts and uncles and cousins are, are atheists. So and my grandparents were believers but not it wasn't ever that big a deal in our family and so so for me when i came out as an atheist at least the coming out to family part was really not that hard um it was you know it's somewhat harder in some cases with friends um i did you know i did have some difficult conversations with some friends when i came out as an atheist and i did Lose some friendships. Although the friendships I lost, it wasn't so much because I was an atheist. It was because I was an atheist activist, and in particular because I was such an ardent, not just atheist, but anti-theist, anti-religionist. I'm a- actively opposed to religion. I think it's a bad idea. And and you know, somewhat understandably, I guess, you know, my friends who are religious believers had a hard time with that. Um, so I personally coming out as an atheist was not super-duper traumatic, and again, I live in San Francisco, where it's not that big a deal, and I came out as bisexual years ago. I came out as bisexual back in the early, uh, the late 70s, early 80s, when it was a lot harder than it is now. Um, so for me, I would say they were about even, but certainly now, I will say that right now, I face a lot more antipathy to my atheism than I do to being bisexual you know, however many, you know, up years ago it was, you know, gosh, 30 plus years ago it was that I came out as bisexual. I had a hard time, but now it's it's not nearly as big a deal. Although it, it still sometimes can be, obviously. We still live in a homophobic, biphobic society. Um, but so right now, I would say being an out atheist is, is harder for me than it is to, to be out as bisexual. And that's something that a lot of LGBT atheists have said, you know, and, that, and that's, I think it makes sense because the LGBT community has been working in a very visible, very vocal, very activist, organized, mobilized way since the late 60s, early 70s. And, you know, atheists, we, we're, we've really only been super visible, vocal, mobilized for maybe 10 years, maybe not even that long. And so, so we're, you know, we haven't had as long to change people's minds about us. Um, so, you know, as far as my own coming out story, again, it's not super dramatic. Uh, I, my family's not religious. Uh, I live in San Francisco where religion isn't that big a deal. Uh, so once I did realize that I didn't believe in religion anymore, it, and once I let go of that, it wasn't super duper dramatic. What did happen though, as I said, is that once I started to become an atheist activist, and once I started to really... And that was kind of parallel. It's like I was already writing, I was already blogging. uh, So, of course, once I was was blogging about everything else in my life, why shouldn't I blog about the fact that I don't believe in God? Uh, It was very natural. I came out in public pretty much as soon as I realized that I was a non-believer. And that wasn't that traumatic, but certainly once I started really pushing back against religion, then I started to get more resistance. And... I uh, you know I did start to to alienate some friends and so on, but i still i don't regret it at all, among other things i've made so many new friends, you know the atheist community has been just a wonderful source, not just of you know you know feeling like I have this political movement that I'm involved with, but just this incredibly wonderful community and a and a really diverse community you know it's it's funny we do talk a lot in you know, in atheism about how we need to be more diverse, we need to be more diverse. And that's important. And I think we do need to talk about that. But it's also true that once I started working in in organized atheism, I became friends with a much wider variety of people than than I had in my personal life. You know, people of different ages, people of different backgrounds, people of different races, people of different, you know, economic classes, people all, you know, different geographical regions. You know, the atheist community and the atheist movement is just as maddening as it often is, and it is often very maddening. Um, it's, it also is, there's some just wonderful people in it, and uh, and I've just met some of the best people of my life being part of this movement, so um, you know, that's, that, that, that might be a good place to conclude. It's like if you're questioning coming out, you know, the atheist community and the AIDS movement can be really aggravating, but it can also be just really wonderful and really rewarding. There's some great people in it who, who want to help you.
0: And Fantastic. So, if people want to read um, this guide on how to come out, um, where can they find it? Is it coming out soon? Is it being published in print or?
1: Uh, it's coming out in mid-April, and it's uh, coming out in print, in ebook, and in audiobook. Uh, and the plan is to have those all launch at the same time. And it should be available on you know the print book should be available on Powell's and Amazon and bookstores you know, everywhere. Uh, the publisher is Pitchstone publishing and you should be able to order it from them directly. And you know, the ebook will be available in all the ebook places, Kindle and nook and Smashwords. The audio book should be available on Audi- audible and iTunes and all the places. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, you should be able to be able to get it. If I could carve it into a stone tablet, I would, but uh, other than short of that, it's available in pretty much every format there is.
0: Okay. Wonderful. Greta, thank you so much for being on
1: today and talking to us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You have been
0: listening to an interview with Greta Christina on her new book, Coming Out Atheist, How to Do It, How to Help Each Other, and Why. This is your host, Annie Sipukaya. Thank you for listening to New Books in Secularism.